Hi, this is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. My guest today is Jessica Hansen. She uses the pronouns she, her, hers. Jessica Hansen is an efficiency expert and productivity professional, a business coach for overcoming obstacles, and she creates resilience in life and business. She's passionate about helping women succeed with their unique dreams by creating efficient systems and strategies for running their business, saving time and money. She's also a best-selling author, a sought-after keynote speaker, an engaging workshop leader, and serves alongside local political leaders in her community on the South Columbia County Chamber of Commerce Board. She's, she's the leader of the Portland Chapter for an International Women's Empowerment Organization, and she has spoken on stages across the nation. She knows a thing or two about balance as a mother of four kids, 13 chickens, and two dogs. In her free time, you'll find her in the garden or in the forest, reading books, taking classes, or volunteering in the community. She founded Jubilee Collective, a nonprofit co-working and community collaboration space in Scappoose, Oregon. Her first book, The Resilience Code, was published October 2018, and her second, Magnify Your Master Plan, was published the same year in November. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome, and thank you so much for having me, Michelle. So for my woo like-minded friends, I like to start with what we uh, use to prepare ourselves for this interview. And so, for example, I grabbed Blue Lotus and Jasmine essential oils out of my bag and applied those. And then I've got this amethyst that always sits on my desk and a citrine that always sits on my desk. So what do you have for your inspiration? Well, I am wearing a Focus blend mm. so that I don't go all crazy in many different tangents because I am known to do so. And I have three pocket stones with me today. One is sardonyx, one is yellow fluorite, and one is a blue kyanite and fuchsite warrior stone. Oh, lovely. And we will have links to those names in the show notes. So if you're interested in looking up their meaning and why they are helpful, I would invite you to. So we are going to talk about systems eventually because you are the queen of making systems. You like, like I see strategy, you are, or the priestess. I prefer to call you a priestess, actually. You are the priestess <laughs> of systems. <laughs> Whether or not you own that term, that's what I like to call you. Uh, and you see systems so, so, so clearly. And before we get into how we can systematize various aspects of life and whatnot, I think we should talk about sustainability. Your favorite topic. It is my favorite topic. So at the time of this recording, we are in a global pandemic and pretty much the entire world is on some semblance of self-isolation, self-quarantine, where most people, if they're able, are working from home, their kids are distance learning from home, and we're limiting really consciously our trips outside the world. And if, like my husband works for the local transit authority, so he has to go to work, uh, there is an interesting aspect to who has to go to work and who can work from home that I don't want to touch on, but that will be a great another conversation. So you had a revelation though, like about sustainability. Can you share what that was? 
I did have this revelation. In fact, it's more than a revelation. It was actually an epiphany this morning that this coronavirus pandemic that we are currently experiencing is a huge opportunity for us to look at our lives and see if we are living in sustainability. So I'm not talking about specifically just green living, but that is one piece of it because all the things that we're doing have to be sustained day to day. Now, if we are not able to go to the store regularly, go to work regularly, drop our kids off at school, what are those things that we're doing in our quote normal that are not sustainable that we can bring to light and change? So for example, we would easily go to the grocery store two to three times per week. Right. And now the last time our family went to the grocery store was seven days ago, actually eight days ago. This will be day eight. Of course. And even to the point of if I go to the store and I I can't speak for specifically where you live, but where we are, they're limiting the number of people in the store at any given time. There's literally a queue line out the door. And this is not normal, right? This is not what we're used to. We live in the instant gratification society where anything we want, we run to the store and we get one thing at a time. Most of the time, we don't even plan our list completely in the normal. I'm using quotes, always air quotes Mm -hmm. with normal because, you know, obviously what is normal, but Sorry, that's a little woo. <laughs> Let me not go on that tangent. <laughs> we can discuss the normal human construct on another show. <laughs> My, yes, that's a whole nother can of worms. We won't go there. But, um, you know, and even working from home, you know, are we set up? Are we mentally prepared? Like, do we have our work life organized, you know, in a way that we have a system? We can just pick it up. Uh, you know, I'm not able to go to my desk in the office right now. So how can I cue myself to get all of those things done at home remotely without the visual cue on my desk? You know, whatever we use, everybody, I'm speaking a little bit generally because obviously everybody uses different. I happen to use, um, I'm a huge paper and pencil person, right? Like the, the kineticness, of of writing and crossing things off is like a big deal to me like that is my sense of accomplishment like I did that you know if you could see me I'm making like a huge check mark because um lots of energy it's huge like I, it's I can huge, validate that right <laughs> <laughs> for those of you not on zoom um but you know are you that kind of person do you have it on your laptop, right? Maybe you use something like Todoist, which is one of my favorite online Mm -hmm. task lists. Um, Do you have a way to actually track the things that you're doing and do you write them down week to week? Um, This is something a lot of people never considered. And I can tell you this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I just, I just want to refocus, like, like thinking about the sustainability of work and sustainability of getting to and from work and whatnot. Cause like this blends really well into systems and we'll get to that in a minute, but like just the sustainability of it, right? Like you're talking about, okay, so 
I'm going to use a really tangible example. Sure. The kids. So my kid goes to a private Catholic school. And so in Oregon on March 12th, that's when the governor said, we're going to close schools the first time. It is at the time of this recording, it has since been extended through the school year. But at that moment, it was through the end of March. And the next day was Friday the 13th, a beautiful day. And uh, we can talk about the astrology that happened around that time too. There's some very interesting things. Yes. Um, We, so the kids have like art boxes and then they've got, so we're in a different time than when I was in school, right? So I graduated high school in 1996. So I'm very much in mm-hmm. a Gen X, late Gen X, 80s, early 90s kid. And, you know, every single book that we had, every subject we had, had a book associated with yeah. it. Al Gore had just invented the internet, pun intended. And uh, uh, so, you know, there wasn't this real easy mobile learning. Nowadays, there are some publishers that have their books online. For math support, the teacher uses a lot of Khan Academy. This was already built into the system. And and so for these kids, they had to grab a couple books. They had to grab all of their binders and folders, of course. Mm -hmm. And they had to get their art box. Because in in this school, each kid has a box of all of their pencils, pens, markers, and things like that. So they stuffed it all into their backpacks. And then that was it. Friday the 13th, they they leave and, and go. And since the next Monday, so I count our quarantine days on March 14th, um, but that next Monday would have been the 16th. That's when they started distance learning. And if they if kids didn't have, uh, like parents had to shift fast. The, our school is small. It's got about 250 kids, students. They have given out 60 Chromebooks. So a number of families already had some sort of computing system at home, but they did have, they made available the various Chromebooks that were in school. And so all of the parents had to pivot immediately. Like, what do my kids need? What kind of setup? How is my internet? How is all of this? Like, how can we sustain distance learning at home? Yes, absolutely. And likewise, a work person, right? So like, you know, all your binders, your, you do a lot of project management at your, at your day job. I do. This is so funny because having everything so, so much uncertainty in the world and no end date is a project management, management worst nightmare. Like it, it's the unforeseen circumstance of, I cannot do my job because everything. So my project management day job is all around supply chain and my job started to get difficult in February around the time of Chinese New Year before it hit at home you know to say our we had suppliers in China where this started close the doors I apologize for the dog barking we are at home <laughs> in this environment. We're all this distance working. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we we literally were like, okay, all right, this is isolated. It's sorry, here goes the other dog. You know, things are happening. Um, what's what's going on? Like, how do we adjust? And we we had this period of I went, you know. It's about most of our supply chain is in transit via ship. So I was like, okay, so we have about 60 days. March, April is when this is really going to hit. 
boy, was that a clairvoyant moment for me. (laughs) Because I did not realize at that time what April would be like. Because Mm. at this point, all manufacturing has stopped. Um, It's not just the supply chain. It's the entire country, unless it's literally moving consumer goods to the customer, it's basically shut down because of social distancing. And so, you know, every week we have um, the same answer is the only thing we know is we don't know. Yeah. And so we're in week three-ish of, you know, this, for all intents and purposes, we're in week three of social distancing and it's starting to get real. Okay. Vacation is over. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so that's why I finally had this epiphany is like, okay, so people can live on, you know, vacation, right. For a couple of weeks, but it's like, Mm -hmm. now is when it's hitting. What have Mm -hmm. I been used to doing that I'm not doing? What's the fitness program that I'm like, okay, I got to get back on track now. Can't go to the gym. You know, um, we're lucky we have facilities in our house to do laundry. What if I had to go to the laundromat? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the doctor's offices are closed. All of the routine appointments that I had have all been canceled, postponed Mm -hmm. until further notice. Some of them, they just said, don't Mm -hmm. worry, come back next year. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The vet's not open for the dogs. You know, it's like our our facilities for working from, from home even weren't quite working as people, you know, people ramped up to, okay, I'm working online. Even, I don't know if you noticed that Zoom had trouble because simply mm-hmm. the volume of when, what went online versus offline started to mm-hmm. max out their capacity right? So things have had to shift. Now, again, like I said, you you can look at it as like, oh no, the world is ending. Or we can look at it as this is a great opportunity. It is stressful. I'm not minimizing that in any way, shape or form because stress is, things are different, you know, and stress isn't always bad. It might not be the best in this case, people with anxiety and, and uh people who live alone are experiencing some isolation issues. You know, there, there are things that are negative in this, but we can use it as this opportunity to really go, all right, what systems do I have? And we have more time to do so because we're not running around wasting trips to the store, mm-hmm. driving everywhere, commuting to work. I have two hours of my day back. I don't know about you. Right. <laughs> but Oh, easily. Well, it's a little complicated. Like one thing I, I don't have to take Levi to school anymore and we had him on the bus. And so I was actually able to really lengthen my availability this last year, which was really, really great. So I could be available for the different things that I do. And um, just yesterday, I realized I actually need to have that because I need to be teacher support in the morning and help him stay on track. And so now I'm going through my own grieving process about this beautiful (laughs) system that I had created that needs to shift. 
Um, but the thing that I do love is not having to drive to and from school every, every day, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much a homebody, very much an introvert. I love my home office. And, and now we can just, you know, like this morning, um, very personally, I showered last night, right? So got up barely have to use an alarm, even though I did have one set, the kid doesn't have to have an alarm anymore to go off. And I rolled out of bed, uh, you know, did some, some necessary bio breaks in the morning, changed into some real clothes, which for me almost always include leggings and stretch pants. So that hasn't changed either. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, brushed my hair and brushed my teeth, made a, a smoothie with some yummy things in it. And there's the day. Yeah. 15 minutes done. Exactly. Exactly. So these are the things. I mean, it's also a process of elimination. Um, I'm going to be very curious to see when we go back to quote normal and we all return to going places and social distancing is not a thing anymore. I will be very curious to see have people's natural bubbles increased for one. You know, are we just, Mm. are we going to get used to you know, people would run into people walking all the time, right? Is that going to stop? This is me like overanalyzing a little bit, but I'm like looking for this day. Like, what is it going to be like? Right. Um, But also right, right. what things were we doing day to day that we don't have to do? We found over this period of time where everything is, you know, turned off. What do we no longer have to do? You know, it's Mm -hmm. like maybe straightening my hair if I had curly hair every day, you know, or blow drying my hair. Maybe that's not important anymore. You know, maybe going through a 20 minute makeup routine is not necessary anymore. I don't know. I'm just saying like, these are examples that come up off the top of my head. Again, going to the store after work every day, eating out so often, you know what? I mean, there's budget impacts. I'm not talking about the ones of people losing their jobs. That is also another issue. I don't, I don't want to go there and I don't want to minimize it, but what things are we going without right now out of necessity that when we come back, maybe we won't be spending money on or other resources, you know, um, time, energy, mm-hmm. effort. Yeah, maybe so. So years ago, uh, these cam- driving, driving less campaigns were more popular and you don't hear about them very much anymore but here in the metro area metro actually so so in portland oregon area the regional government is called metro and they try to do various planning and whatnot and um, i would encourage you to check out their website oregonmetro.gov one of the campaigns that they had was drive less and i forget what the other half of the tagline was but they really because so probably yeah drive less save more probably um they really tried to tackle that every time we left the house aspect and encourage in an invitation to be more thoughtful about what trips we're taking when we're taking them and if we can consolidate them because like one of the biggest pieces of air pollution and one of the biggest frustrations for drivers is sitting in traffic which is not an issue so right now. If you have driven anywhere, no, it is not an issue right now. I've seen graphics of um, the air pollution that's dissipated over some mm-hmm. of the major hotspots um, around the world. Yeah. It within seven days, the pollution had gone right. so drastically reduced to almost non-existent. Think of what mm-hmm. is what's the impact of that on the world. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And is some of this sustainable? Yes. So as we, as we re-enter, when we look towards re-entry, what can we really thoughtfully bring back so that we are co-creating a future that we all want, that's a great steward to the planet, a great steward to ourselves. I can't think of a third thing. I like threes, but I can't think of a third thing. Our family. Our family. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, I think we should take a quick break. And when we come back, let's dive into some systems. Okay. Thanks, Michelle. Welcome back. So we have been pontificating and philosophizing about the impact of uh, staying at home to help stop the spread of disease. And now I want to dig into some systems. So you wrote a book. I did. Called The Resilience Code. Yes. And the it kind of caught me off guard when digging into it. And then when, when I read it, I was like, oh, of course. Uh, so when I, when I first thought resilience code, I was like, how are we going to show ourselves up, you know, and put some armor on, but your armor is not what you would expect. Your armor is actually being thoughtful about your day, using some strategy, taking an assessment and trying to figure out ways to build systems in place so that your day runs smoother Mm -hmm. and you can actually give yourself more freedom when you want it right and actually get more done by just essentially organizing yourself um you know and your family and sometimes you have to force a little bit of systems on kids but actually this causes them to thrive so you know soapbox off but (laughs) um (laughs) uh i i could go really far into there but um i won't Anyway, systems are are not necessarily on the computer. And so most people think when they hear system, they think I'm going to talk about a computer program that's going to solve my life. Okay. For example, my email automation for my business side of life. Right. That they think, yeah, I'm going to automate my email. So my email system is going to save my life. Okay. Yes, it can. But actually... How long is it going to take you to set that up? How much time do you have to put in to maintain it? It may not actually save you that much time. You do need an autoresponder. I'm not saying you don't because you need somewhere to maintain your lists, etc. But, you know, make sure it makes sense. Some systems out there are so complicated that they don't make sense for the average person. And that's something that I worked with really hard with my clients is, are you overpaying? Are you overbuying on something that you're not even using the functionality and you have three other quote systems that are doing the same thing for you? Because that's a trap yeah. a lot of business owners fall into. And then it becomes a matter of I'm my budget is 
under a lot of pressure. I have to make more money just to run my business. My paychecks are going to suffer. My time is suffering because all these things need input and they need, you know, to be managed and run and cleaned up and something's always breaking. A connection has to be reset, et cetera, et cetera. You know, <laughs> how many times do the, um, the encryption keys break, right? Like go revalidate, mm. <laughs> prove you're not a robot, check mm-hmm. the box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that all takes time. It all takes time. And then if you don't check the palm trees in the right order, then you have to do it again. Right. Or the street signs or the cars on yes. the street. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. All the things. Yeah. Um, so just systems in general is is nothing more than establishing, think of it as a routine, right? You can think of it in your personal life. You can do it with your kids. You can think about it even if you're a teacher and you have a classroom. Think about how much more smoothly that day will flow if you if you know here's the pattern of the day, right? And that's your system. So let's go back to my getting up and rolling out of bed example. <laughs> sure. Uh, one of the th- things I didn't mention was that I have an, I, I'm a coffee drinker. This is one of the reasons I love the Pacific Northwest because it really feeds the coffee in my soul. It really <laughs> feeds the coffee in my soul. And one of the things that I have really appreciated for, um, gosh, going on 20 years now is my programmable coffee pot. And it's just a drip. It's nothing super fancy, but it gives me what I want, which is a perfect cup of drip black coffee in the morning with the beans and things that I chose. So to get that established though, because one of my favorite things is to have a fresh cup of coffee in the morning when something has happened over the years where I'm not as bright in the morning as I used to be when I was like, say 20. (laughs) Oh, I don't know anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a little more sluggish and it's just a little bit harder. And so I am able to program my coffee to be ready when I think I'm going to get up so that when I do the whole rolling out of the bed thing, which is in and of itself by your argument, a routine in the system, right? Yeah. So like I roll out of bed, I go to the bathroom, I go potty. I then, you know, will wash my face with my established routine and join me on any of my wellness classes. And we'll dig into that deeper. And um, they're a lot uh, of fun. You should then, totally you know, go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the, uh, an accidental plug. (laughs) And so then, you know, throw the clothes on, which I've actually thought about the night before. Yes. And even if I haven't like officially picked out or set out an outfit, like there's, I remember an episode of full house from when the nineties and Danny Tanner had his Monday shirt, his Tuesday shirt, his when like, so I don't do that. But I do have an idea of what I'm going to wear so that there's no stress in in that. And then I can get into that. Mm-hmm. And then then now we have an, a system of we're, drink, we're eating smoothies every morning for breakfast. And so, you know, I've got the vegetables set out uh, or I know what the quantities are or whatever. I've got that in my head. So then that whole and like I said, like that whole production was 15 minutes pour the cup of coffee, refill the water, make the smoothie, got dressed and all that. So like when you talk about systems, that's an aspect of a system, right? It is. It's absolutely that. It's a pattern. It's just a pattern that you execute over and over and over. But even with your coffee example, you've thought about that the night before. So your system actually starts, Mm -hmm. all of this morning routine starts the night before, which a lot of people don't think about. They're like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. 
Well, then they get up and they go, oh, I have to do all these things on my list. You know, so it's a matter of reprogramming that thought process. Like, okay, I can start earlier. Maybe if I spend an hour on Sunday and I put all of my smoothie fruits and vegetables into individual gallons of black bags, you know, that even shaves another three minutes off of your 15 minute routine. And it doesn't take, okay, let's be honest, who's really doing anything of that much value <laughs> that they can't prep their stuff on Sundays, right? To get ready for the week. Um, we do a lot of time wasting, I know. Um, totally guilty, totally guilty. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'm reading books, I'm in the garden, you know, playing with the dog. I do my own fair share. There's no excuse in my, like, I have no excuse if I don't meal prep, it's just my own fault, right? I have a meal plan already. It's like, just follow it. Just follow the plan. I know it's hard. Setting it up is painful sometimes. Um, like every time I recalibrate, like what is my, you know, dietary restrictions or what's my calorie count or, you know, what is my mm. macro split? You, Cause you change over time. Right. And you have to redo all these things. It's, that takes time. But the amount of time that I save in the long run far, far exceeds that little bit of time I spent that was kind of painful. You know, the three hours I spent making three weeks of meal plans or whatever it was. Um, so don't avoid right. the setup. Um, Cause that's another thing we do. We mentally stop ourselves from, from that hard part of setting it all up. And just because the other thing in my book is like the system doesn't have to be so rigid that you can't change it either. Like the right. point. So you do systems more than I do for sure. So like yeah. I don't three week meal plan, but <laughs> I have an, and, and I do um, meal planning a little differently. I am so driven by my intuition in that moment. I do better to have whole ingredients mm -hmm. And then, so like, for example, I might think I'm going to make meatballs. And so I will have um, thawed in the pork and the beef and then maybe some vegetables or whatever. And then this has happened a lot in the last two weeks where I've gone down and <clears throat> I like the woo. So <laughs> embrace this. The ingredients more or less speak to me and they tell me that they have a different plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so then uh, we oh, went 100%. from meatballs to potato <laughs> mash or whatever, right? And so so you could get as granular or as expansive, but like the point is, is to have some system that works for you so that you can save your time so that you can have more time playing in the garden or playing with your dogs or spending time with your kids or right. working on that business dream or whatever. Right. And, and I mean, you can use the buzzword, the buzzwords of the moment, right? You can say, this is a mindfulness activity. It's like, oh, sure, sure. you know, mm -hmm. driving your intuition is telling you, you, you can use the words for it, but really it's sitting down and taking the time to figure out what is my pattern? You know, if I find I'm always walking across my kitchen six times to make something because my spice cabinet's over by the sink. Well, you know, it might make sense to move the spice cabinet over by the stove so that I don't have to, unless I'm trying to get my steps. Okay. It's all about goals too. Right. But I right, will right. save time and efficiency in moving the physical location of something. 
Uh, you know, or maybe the cups that I use for water are not near the sink or you know, it's the little tweaks and becoming aware um, and using that mindfulness practice in that moment of like, okay, how could I be doing this better? I recognize the pattern. Right. I recognize the need to change it. Maybe you don't know how, right? And and that's totally fine because none of us know exactly the right answer it's a matter of trying something different and sometimes you win Mm -hmm. and sometimes you lose um I know from my experience in parenting four kids I may have erred on the side of overstructuring the older two and I may be on the side of understructuring the younger two um you know nobody's perfect um but what I notice compared to um in hearing the conversations from my kids, they talk about, this is one example. They talk about the students in the classrooms being up until midnight on a school night. Um, oh, sure. And yes, this is a great, great. You know, the simple system that I have in my house is my kids go to bed at 7.30. Okay, I get up at four in the morning. I'm tired at 7.30. The only thing that's going to be accomplished if they're up later than that is we are going to fight and argue and it's it's going to cause a lot of contention. So I have no problem if they choose to lay in their bed and read books. Um, but the expectation mm-hmm. is that they are in bed at 7.30. And it's always been that way since they were toddlers because that was when my patients ran out. <laughs> um, you know, but this is the pattern. Okay, can we pause on that for a second? So you had, so we can go back to mindfulness, but like one of the things that I love to talk about is the think, feel, do triangle, right? So a thought comes in and you react um, or you have a feeling and the feeling generates a reaction, right? And so like you got frustrated and you were, okay, you had the um, awareness to be able to say, I, and you know, maybe it was a second, maybe it took a couple of weeks, whatever, but you had that awareness that I don't like this routine and it is in my power to change it. And I want this other outcome. And so you made a change. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, and you know, over time, I don't have to fight about it anymore. It's like, Hey guys, it's seven 30. Well-established. You're consistent. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yes. They are children. They do go, uh, we'll why do I have to go to bed? You know, but it's right. not, it's not a knockdown drag out type like struggle. Right. Like when the first system was first, maybe. Being oh yeah, absolutely. It's hard. Um, if you're in an environment yeah. with your family that you don't have a good structure, a base structure, you know, it takes a lot of effort, um, energy, frustration, you know, contention to get that structure right. in. So we might err on the side of, <clears throat> excuse me, overstructuring, and we may have to back off a little bit but at the root of most discipline problems that I see in the kids that are around my kids, it's because they don't have a solid system slash routine slash pattern in their lives. And um, awesome. So it, it brings resilience. It brings the ability to weather the storms because we have an established pattern. Doesn't mean the pattern can't change, but it gives us something to go back to when we're in a time of stress, such as the current environment. Absolutely. Okay. So you have built a lot of tools over the years to help people assess 
like at minimum their time systems. Yep. And I, and I absolutely modeled my own time worksheets off of yours because they were brilliant. So do you have that? Um, where is that available? It's all on my website. Or Jessicahanson.com. Yeah. Okay. We will, if, if um, I modeled my time system off of Jessica's because I thought it was brilliant and I added a couple things to it. So one of the things that Jessica is really good about doing is saying, you need to take a look at your entire time spent. And she wants you to look at 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And so when you are thinking about your systems, the first step is to consider where you're kind of doing an audit. Where are you currently spending your time? And um, I built a tool on my website and she has some different tools on her website. So sign up for her magic and then send me a direct message and I'll get you the tool so that you can work through that and we can give some, some other guidance on that. Um, what are some common pitfalls that you've noticed from your clients, like where they find they mm, overspend on their systems. So what I mean by that is like running around back and forth to the spice cabinet when they're not mm -hmm. working on their steps or likewise, you mentioned uh, budgets being stressed. It's so easy in business to like grab this tool for graphic design and this tool for email automation and this, and you're like, oh, it's just $5 a month. And then some people can find that they're spending $200 a month or more on all of these various systems. And then they don't necessarily need them. So, so in that vein, what are some other common pitfalls you've noticed with the people that you've worked with? Um, the most common thing that I've seen is like you said, the, the, too many, too many different things. Um, mm -hmm. And the other thing is not, not hiring someone to set it up, to know what, how to link everything together, spending way too much time. That's not in your area of expertise to, you end up floundering and wasting your time that you should be spending, do, you know, helping your own clients. Um, the money that you spend on your magic, whatever. That yeah. Um, the money that you spend having someone set it up for you is money. Absolutely. Well spent. Right. When, and when it's set up well and it really sinks and it ends up like right. modeling your image and making life easier on the, on the back end. Yeah. Um, and the other, do you, Oh, sorry. The other piece of that is no, go. Um, not really understanding how everything fits together. And mm -hmm. in like the overall picture of what am I really trying to do is like probably the third place mm -hmm. that really is going to kill um, the, the efficiency, the productivity, the budget of any business owner. Yeah. Okay. So I have observed that there are a number of people who don't always ask the questions that will get them to that answer simply because they may not have the technical understanding. Mm -hmm. So what are some questions that people could think about as they're evaluating restructuring or creating a system? Um, the first thing is really, what am I trying, what am I really trying to do at the root of it is, for example, 
I need to email my list. Okay. I'm not talking about frequency. I'm not talking about like, you know, how that is, is like the goal is I need some way to email my list. It's like, okay. So that's to share your message with the world. Right. That yeah. is like, like let's pair it way back because people overcomplicate. So what is the goal? What are you actually trying to do? The second thing is what is my budget? Okay. I know that that's a hard thing to do as the second question, but it's 100% relevant because if you can't find something that, excuse me, does what you, what you're trying to do and is within your budget, something's off, right? Either with what you're trying to do or what you think you can do it for. And so if you can't solve that, you're not going to find something because a free tool is not always the answer. You know, and that's the Mm -hmm, other thing. mm -hmm. Sometimes a free tool will do it. um, I know MailChimp's not free anymore, but it was for a long time. You know, yes, that will work when you're, you know, when you're starting out is like my free trial for 30 days, you know, is going to get me set up so I can do this. Um, But if you aren't trying to collect all the information and integrate your website and do, you know, the text messaging, you don't need to get a product such as like Infusionsoft, which is way on the other side of the budget spectrum. And that's what those salespeople are very good at telling you why you need to spend a thousand dollars a month on your email system, because it will do everything for you, but you have to have a computer science degree to run it, you know? So I did have a client at one point who was spending, you know, I think her, she was spending $500 a month on Infusionsoft for what she could have done on ConvertKit for 30. Wow. Okay. Awesome. And so it, the, that's why I say start with those two questions and then go to the next step of like, okay, what applications are out there? You know, and this is where there's value in talking to someone who works with those systems not reading the reviews, not talking to what do my friends use. It's talk to a VA that programs, that migrates the software for you. Talk about how easy is it to change things once I've got it set up. Because sometimes if you start with the wrong strategy from the beginning set up, oh, it's a nightmare later, you know? Right. And it comes down to, am I organizing my lists, my email addresses with lists? Or with tags, okay? If you want to do some really complicated things and you only are using lists, you're going to have emails bouncing back and forth between lists and lists and lists. And there's a lot of extra automation that has to go in rather than tagging your people from the beginning on they opted into this freebie, they opted into this freebie. I chatted with this person, you know, and now you can say, oh, everybody who had this freebie, you know, do this. And then if they also did this freebie, right? Not are they into lists? It's like, do they have two tags, right? Um, And when you are talking, you have tens of thousands of subscribers trying to go backwards and convert that is a real nightmare. So the time that you spend understanding um, like the base strategy of setting up your autoresponder, talk to somebody that knows about it. Don't spend the time to learn it yourself. If you are not into that, if you are not a tech nerd, don't try to be. You're wasting your time and energy that needs to be spent elsewhere. Um, Use the money energy that you can 
and pay somebody else to get it all set up for you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for those words of wisdom. You're so welcome. If you want to work with Jessica, where should people find you? They can find me on my website. It's www.thejessicahanson.com. It's T-H-E, Jessica Hanson with an E, all one word. And you can also email me. It's jessica at thejessicahanson.com. Awesome. We will have links to those in the show notes. And Jessica really understands the technology behind things. This is one of the things she and I have in common. Uh, And she has been able to really reach out and see a lot of the different systems and has a real great, almost innate understanding of how these work. And so if you are confused on what technical system or even, you know, household system, please reach out to her because she can help you find more efficiencies uh, in your schedule and in your day so that you can get the results that you're really looking for. Thanks for talking about sustainability and systems. Of course, of course. Favorite topic, your favorite and my favorite. (laughs) Uh, On that note, we'll uh, bid all y'all adieu. Bye guys. Talk to you soon. Balance Shared is produced and edited by me, Michelle Astley. The instrumental music, Grass, by Silent Partner, is from the YouTube Audio Library. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you've loved the messages of co-creating a better future and digging into ourselves, maybe you'd like to become a supporter. Email hello at michelleastley.com to get your sponsorship guide. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together.